Birdie under center, a five-step drop. Now going to pump and throw down the sideline. Kittle! He's got it, and he's gone! Touchdown! San Francisco! What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Gold Standard Podcast Network Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Happy days are here again as the 49ers destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-3. Almost everything went right today for the 49ers, except for the fact that Christian McCaffrey didn't score a touchdown, which ended his streak. But other than that, it was all San Francisco today. We're going to talk about everything. We will break it all down. Levin Black may pop in for a minute or two, but before we do, just want to remind everybody, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please, and rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you want to help the show, leave a rating and a review. It's the best way to help us. And if you want to become a YouTube channel member, please do. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, and priority comment response. And I'll be taking a lot of your comments for the next hour or so. A lot of good things to say today. Absolutely a lot of good things today to say. How about Kaylee Miller nailing it right off the bat, YouTube channel member? Man, I almost forgot how good it feels to win. Yes, yes. We had this feeling for, what was it, 16 straight weeks or whatever it was in the regular season. This is great. It just feels good. This were the These were the 49ers that we remember, right? As Antonio says, member for four months, shout out to you, Antonio. Hey, we're back, baby. That's what it seemed like today. It seemed like the 49ers were back. And to me, the biggest way that it seemed like the 49ers were back was that the defense brought it from play one to the end of the game. Immediate change in the defense. They had energy. They were swarming to the ball. You could tell they were healthier, right? Swarming to the ball and turnovers, generating turnovers. Nick Bosa. Welcome to the 2023 NFL season. He looked good. Chase Young looked good, especially on that one play with the forced fumble. Beautiful, beautiful play. Unbelievable. Larkin says, let's take a moment to welcome Chase Young to the Bay. Absolutely. And I've been talking all week about Mike Singletary, right? We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Damn, the 49ers did that today. We are not a charity. We cannot give them the game. Zero turnovers today for the 49ers against the team that forced more turnovers than anybody else in the league. They were tied for the league league in turnovers forced going in. And the third, we execute from the very start of the game to the very end of the game. They did it today. They did it more often than not, right? What do the Niners always say? Do right longer. Well, the defense absolutely did all day long. The offense eventually got back on track. I thought the offense was much better in the second half. Touchdown, punt, touchdown, touchdown. That's the drives that mattered for the 49ers in the second half of this game. It was exactly the kind of game the 49ers needed. And what did we see, right? Get up early, get up by multiple scores early, which is exactly what the 49ers did. They had a two-score lead after their first two drives of the game, and they never looked back, right? They just steamrolled it, just more pressure, more pressure, more pressure. And the Jags never recovered. Absolutely never recovered. That's what they can do when they tilt. They just tilt the whole game script in their favor. Andre Garibay, YouTube channel member, says, feels good to get all players involved. Corners will be a liability in tight games, though. Pass rush will need to keep this up. Great win. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the defense. I know a lot of people are going to talk about the fact that Steve Wilkes was on the sideline. 
But I thought Daryl Johnston did a great job today of explaining the changes in the 49ers defense. It wasn't just Steve Wilkes being on the sideline. Biggest change we saw, you could see it right away. Ambry Thomas was on the field instead of Isaiah Oliver. They moved Diamador Lenore into the slot. They had Ambry Thomas on the outside on the field. Isaiah Oliver did not see the field today. And Ambry Thomas made, to me, the play of the year for the 49ers. I know ultimately it didn't count because they had like 80 billion people on the field during his fumble recovery return. But that's the play of the year for San Francisco. Unbelievable strip from Ambry Thomas. Not only does he force the fumble, no one touches him. So he gets up and returns it. I think it was 81 yards for a touchdown. Unfortunately, it got nullified because as I'm showing you, if you're watching the stream, there was about 11 billion people on the field for the 49ers during the return. Where's the get back coach, man? Come on. But nonetheless, an incredible play from Ambry Thomas. He's obviously going to get more playing time. Uh, other changes that the 49ers did in the game, more man coverage, according to Daryl Johnson. Again, I, you know, I'm going by what he said, um, but I think it's important to just look at the actual changes that were made, not just, oh, Steve Wilkes is on the field, so that fixed everything. No, there were actual adjustments that they made over the bye week. Larkin says Fred Warner has reawakened. Fred Warner, first play of the game, immediate pressure on Trevor Lawrence forces an incompletion. Second play of the game, pass over the middle, bam, Warner is back, makes the stop. And that's another thing. I thought the tackling in this game was back to 49ers tackling. There was a lull in the middle where they missed a couple on some screens, but other than that, I thought they brought it. You could clearly see the difference in Dre Greenlaw. Clearly. Absolute, like, he's like a different player out there now that he had some time to rest up. Apparently, he he wouldn't have played against Cincinnati. He took some pain medication, but it didn't work. So he's basically out there when he shouldn't have been. Kyle Shanahan admitted he shouldn't have been out there. And uh, you could tell he just couldn't do it. But today, old Dre was back. And it was good to see. Alejandro says that first touchdown could have changed the whole game. If Purdy gets picked, his confidence could have went out the door. Yeah, that first touchdown scared the hell out of me. I'm not going to lie. 49ers go right down the field on the first drive of the game. And you're like, all right, we're moving the ball. And it's first and 10 at the 13. And Brock rolls out and rolls to his left a little bit. And all of a sudden, I see him start to wind up for the throw back across his body over the middle. And it is floating up there. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And IU comes down with it for the touchdown. I don't want him to get into the habit of doing that. But that one worked out. And then Niners were off and running uh, from there, obviously never trailing in the game. Bunch of comments here I want to get to. Let me throw that off here. You know I love the comments, so please keep them coming. I'll get to as many as possible here. Carlos says play of the year was Brock's dime to Kittle. Oh, in the second half of this game, Niners come out. They get the field goal at the end of the first half. And two plays in. Very much like the Steelers game when McCaffrey breaks off the 65-yard touchdown. Second and one at the 34-yard line. And to me, this is the best throw that Brock Purdy has ever made. He drops back to pass. He pump fakes in the pocket. And then the whole pocket just collapses down on him. And he has no room. Not only does he see Kittle running one-on-one down the sideline, he makes a throw with guys in his face that is almost perfect. Kittle had to slow up a tiny bit. But it was such a good throw. If Brock had a clean pocket and made that throw, it would have been a beautiful throw. The fact that he did it with a muddy pocket, connects with Kittle, defender falls down, easy touchdown from that point. Longest touchdown of Brock Purdy's career. 
and the 49ers obviously go up 20 to three. And that was pretty much like the, the nail in the coffin at that point. Incredible play by Brock Purdy for sure. Uh, let's see. Antonio is back. Thank you very much for the super chat. Brock Purdy looked great. Debo looked healthy. Kittle got involved. Bosa, Chase, Warner played with energy. Wilkes being on the sidelines didn't make a difference, in my opinion. Second best win of the season. Let's bleeping go. And you know what? On that note, it's time. I need a little victory celebration here. I got my alcoholic beverage, my blue moon here. Let me just enjoy the sweet, sweet taste of victory. I hope wherever you are, you're enjoying a uh, a beverage of whatever you like. Doesn't necessarily have to be alcoholic. There's it's hard to uh, it's hard to give out a game ball in this one. Like there are so many good things to talk about in this game. Should we talk about Brock Purdy a little more? 19 of 26, 296 yards in the game, three touchdowns. And as I said, no interceptions. He had a couple of plays that scared me. The first touchdown pass uh, scared me. And then he the second play didn't really scare me, but he got an intentional grounding on a play. Sometimes he does that to try to avoid sacks where he tries to throw away as he's like stumbling down. And it's like, dude, dude, just go down. Just go down. Don't put the ball in harm's way. Take the sack. But other than that, Brock played very well. I thought there was a stretch of this game where he was under pressure seemingly almost every snap. And the fact that he didn't turn the ball over in that situation obviously was great. Again, against a team that had forced as many turnovers as anybody in the league. They were tied with New Orleans, I believe. But the Saints had an extra game. So... Brock played very well today. In the second half, he was 8 of 10 for 165 yards. So uh, 66 of those yards came on that one play to Kittle, by the way. But that's that. we got good Brock, right? We got Brock playing with a lead when he was comfortable, making smart decisions with the football. And uh, that was very reassuring to see because he needed this game. He needed a game with no turnovers especially. So it was very nice to see. And I thought the most important throw of the game, let me go back in my notes and look. Yes, four minutes and 20 seconds to go in the third quarter. It's third and nine. This is after the penalty, the unsportsmanlike penalty, took away the fumble recovery. It's third and nine, and I'm sitting there like, are the 49ers going to go with the third turnover of the game where they don't get a first sound and they go three and out and they get no points out of it? And instead, Brock throws an absolutely beautiful dime to Ayuk on the sideline for 20 yards. They get the first down. And that drive eventually goes down and ends with the Debo Samuel end around touchdown to make it 27 to three. But I thought that third down play was huge for Brock Purdy because the Jags were getting a little momentum, just a little bit, right? Because they had the, the big play and it was like, oh, the Niners put the game away. And then it got called all the way back to the Jacksonville 19 yard line. And they were looking like they were going to get off the field again. And no, instead, Brock makes the big time throw to Ayuk, who makes a nice catch. Niners progressed down the field. I think it was four plays later. Yeah, they didn't have a third down after that on the drive. CMC had a run. Then it was Kittle for 21, CMC for 14, and then Debo 23 on the end around. But I thought that third down throw by Brock was very, very impressive. Key part of the game for sure. Let's get to uh, another super chat here from Reed. Thank you very much, Reed. Blocking is the second best thing George Kittle does. Did you know that, Rob? You know, Reed, that does sound familiar. Somebody smart probably said that. Kittle had a play early in this game where it was hilarious. The Jags just lost track of him and he takes like three steps and he kind of looks around and puts his arms out to Brock. Like, Hey, I don't know what's happening, but I'm wide open right now. And Brock saw him and got the ball to him for a nice big gain. Yeah. Well, Kittle can do this. He can absolutely do this. 
And it was every time he gets the chance, I feel like he rewards the 49ers for doing it. So I hope they keep it up because I love to see it. You're paying George Kittle a lot of money because he can produce like this. So just give him the opportunity to produce like this. Get back to some of your comments in a second, but I just want to point out too, how amazing does it feel and how good does it feel to be six and three as opposed to the five and four that the 49ers would have been had they lost this game, right? Feels totally, totally different. Changes the whole feeling of the rest of the season for sure. Just an incredible, incredible game for the 49ers. Everybody can exhale a little bit. They still got to, you know, you can't just fall back into your old ways, but at least it was like, hey, we got right when we needed to get right. Now you've got Tampa Bay next week. Baker Mayfield against not one, but two Ohio State pass rushers because as I Scott points out, Chase Young's impact was felt all around domination. I love to see the pressure numbers in this game. That play where he and Bosa, you know, it's so funny. Chase himself had said, I think it's going to be a race to the quarterback like it was in college. And there was that play where Bosa forces the fumble, where literally it reminded me of Nick Bosa and D Ford in 2019. Both ends come off the edge, right to the quarterback. Me at basically the same time, Bosa not only makes the strip, recovers it. I thought this was Bosa's best game of the year also, since we're talking about it. Yes, Chase Young's impact was felt. I thought he was great. Nick Bosa was a game wrecker. This was a defensive player of the year type game for Bosa. One and a half sacks, forced fumble, fumble recovered, tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, also had a pass defended because he came ripping through the line untouched and, and batted down a pass too. This was the Bosa, TJ Watt style, Miles Garrett style, game record type game from Bosa. This was what we all wanted to see. Now, obviously, you know, you can't expect this kind of impact every single week, but we need this more often than not going forward. And he stepped it up and it was great today from Nick Bosa. Great to see. And I think Chase Young was a part of that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Carlos says playing more man was big today. Keep it up, Wilkes. Everybody had a good day today. There's like nobody had a bad game really i mean wilkes gets praised for for switching it up off the bye week and and clearly self-scouting recognizing his mistakes adjusting they had some five-man fronts obviously the isaiah oliver thing that we talked about yes please keep it up and maybe it took him a while to to you know get comfortable and cozy and, and learn who to call and how to put these guys in good positions to make stops but it was all good today so, yeah, give give Steve Wilkes credit. If you want to give him a game ball today, that's fine. I ain't going to fault you for that. Again, four turnovers, five sacks for the defense. And it wasn't like five sacks when the Niners are up, you know, 30 points in the fourth quarter at the end of the game. They were getting the first two possessions ended in sacks. Like, right out of the gate, they were bringing it. And it was awesome to see. Yes, more of that defense, please. Gabe, YouTube channel member, says, we're thrilled you were wrong about the Kittle usage. Yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a big Kittle game. It was great to see Kyle use all of his weapons. Clearly, Big Trent is a game changer, 100%. Just to, you know, kind of cover myself a little, though. To be fair to me, Kittle had three catches and four targets. I didn't think he was going to get a lot. He just, he made them, made the most out of them, for sure. So that's me trying to say, I wasn't totally, I want credit for both ways. (laughs) But no, Kittle was great. And Big Trent, like, there was a tweet. Let me see if I can find it. I've got like 55 million bookmarked tweets from the from the day because there was so much good stuff. There was a tweet from Adam Schefter before the game started 
that said that Trent Williams was not all the way recovered and that he wanted to get out there. I think I just found it. Let me let me shoot it up on the screen here if you're watching. Schefter tweeted, Trent Williams has been adamant with the team that he wants and intends to play today despite his sprained ankle and, quote, questionable injury designation. And even though he's not fully recovered, he will start today versus the Jaguars, giving the team an emotional boost. And he absolutely did. I mean, not only emotional, physical boost. He was out in front on the Debo touchdown on the end around. Him and Charlie Warner, he was there. There were multiple pitch plays to his side where he's 15 yards downfield blocking guys. I mean, he might have the most impact of any left tackle anywhere. Unbelievable impact from Trent Williams. They clearly get a boost. The broadcast crew talked about how they were basically told that Debo and Trent Williams are the guys that bring the emotion on the offense, the physicality and the emotion. And it looked like it today. A hundred percent. It looked like it today for sure. Let me take another sip here as my voice is getting hoarse. I'm so excited. Thank you to everybody for the chats. I'll try to get to uh, some more of them here. Let's see. What's this from Matthew Rowley? I'm very concerned after this game. Feels like a very little change scheme-wise, but they played much better. Will we be just aghast again in six weeks? Well, that's a fair question because Kyle Shanahan talked about how tired the 49ers were. And obviously, they're coming off the bye this week. That's great. But there's no more bye weeks unless you get the number one seed. And even if you do, we're a long way away from that. So that is going to be a test for the 49ers. Are they going to be able to bring this level of intensity every single week? I don't know. Hopefully, yes. Apparently, Levin is in the chat. Well, Levin, if you're going to join the chat, join the show. Not just, you know, I'm just, just saying. Anyway, I think Levin's at work, so that's probably why he's not doing it. Um, who else do we want to get to today? Do we want to talk about Brandon Ayuk, three catches for 55 yards, averaging 18, more than 18 yards per catch. The dude is having a terrific season, and he finally got a touchdown. We should get Larry Kruger somewhat off his back. I know Larry was very upset about that. Everybody was good today. It's great. There's no complaining about the 49ers' performance today. Fred Warner had a pick. Telenoa Hufanga had a pick. I mean, everything you wanted to see other than the Christian McCaffrey touchdown, you saw today for sure. Alejandro says the ups and downs of cornerbacks causes so much anxiety. Diamondor Lenore constantly missing tackles. Ward getting stupid penalties. Ambry bad play after fumble. Yeah, Traverius Ward gets penalized a lot, man. A lot. But, you know, when your offense is scoring like they are and your defense is forcing turnovers like they are, you can swallow some of that stuff. You can overcome some of that stuff. And that is is what we've seen from this 49ers team. Kyle talked about it on the winning streak. Like, wait, we weren't playing perfect football, but other parts of the team were working so well that we overcame that stuff, that it didn't matter, you know? And I think we saw some of that today. Levin says, sorry, I couldn't grace you all with my beautiful face. No one's upset about not being able to see your face, Levin. Maybe some of your voice and some of the things you have to say. Your face, we're totally comfortable with not seeing for another week. That is absolutely fine. Gameplan.exe, watching on Twitch. Shout out to everybody watching on Twitch. Can we all acknowledge that Jake Moody was perfect on the day? There was a weird sequence in this game where he had to kick a field goal three times because one was called dead on a timeout. Another one was called dead. I have no explanation for why because I never got one. And then he kicked another one that was literally as close as you could come to not hitting the upright without hitting the upright. It was It shaved the upright as it went through. But hey. They all count as three. doesn't matter if they doink off the upright or what. Jake Moody made them all. Yeah, like everything you wanted to see. 
what you saw today, except for the McCaffrey touchdown. Now, I don't love the fact that in a 31-point game, they force-fed Christian McCaffrey five straight times to try and get him a touchdown. Like, I really don't like that because there's injury risk there. But luckily, he's not hurt, we hope. And uh, yeah, the streak ended. Okay, so what? In a way, I kind of think that's a good thing. Now they won't have to worry about it or press or force it or anything. I mean, it stinks for McCaffrey, but he still shares the record with Lenny Moore. So I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about that one. Probably matters more to Christian than anybody else. Gabe says a healthy Trent Debo and Dre Greenlaw is huge, a thousand percent. Bosa went down in this game, but luckily he was okay. Armstead went down in this game. Luckily he was okay. I will have to keep an eye on Shanahan. Um, what he says afterwards about injuries. And of course, tomorrow on the conference call, that's really when you have to pay attention to injuries. Uh, let's see. Gabe says the only complaint today is McCaffrey not breaking the touchdown record. We are in the good times folks. Yeah. Enjoy it. Exactly. When your team is up 31 points and you're hoping for a touchdown. So your guy can set the all time record for consecutive games with a touchdown. Like you're really in the good old days. A hundred, hundred percent on that one. I'm trying to keep an eye on the 49ers. Uh, post-game stuff. If anybody sees anything interesting, please drop it in the chat and we can talk about it. It looks like uh, Shanahan is still talking right now. He looks happy. He's got to shave. We got clean shaven Kyle Shanahan. I didn't notice that during the game. I like it. Good. I thought that beard aged him like a president. I didn't like the beard. Uh, Theron, thank you very much for the super chat. We appreciate it. If you have a comment you want to throw in there, please do. I'll be sure to get it up here. Um, Full White says McCaffrey can get the touchdown record next season. Maloney Jones says Isaiah Oliver didn't give up nothing today. Yeah, we figured out how to stop Isaiah Oliver from giving up completions. Just don't let him on the field. Apparently, is the safest way. Matthew Rowley, I love they tried to get Christian McCaffrey the record. Things like that help the morale and make free agents want to play for the 49ers and Kyle. I get that, and I get that a lot of you are into that, but if Christian McCaffrey got hurt, you'd be killing Kyle Shanahan. Killing him, right? So... I. That's why I didn't like it by Kyle. I, I get that McCaffrey said he probably wanted to do it. I understand all of that, but thank God he didn't get hurt. He's the most important player on offense for this team. So thank God he didn't get hurt. Uh, Theron says, love you and Levin, but that was a once in a career record. McCaffrey had a shot at that could stand for decades. Yeah. But again, if I told you Christian McCaffrey got the record, but then got hurt and missed a bunch of games and the Niners didn't get the number one seed or didn't make the playoffs or whatever, would you say it was worth it? Might be worth it for McCaffrey. I get that. I get that. I don't care about Christian McCaffrey's personal record. I get why he does, and I get why the team would. But, you know, what did Pat Riley say? Keep the main thing the main thing? Look, I don't want to focus too much on it. They destroyed the Jags 34-3. to It was a great win. I'm not going to, you know, McCaffrey didn't get hurt, so we don't have to talk about that, luckily. But I just didn't love it. Uh, James T. Kirk says the Browns are about to beat the Ravens. So I have been completely oblivious to anything else happening in the National Football League right now. The Ravens look like world beaters, though. I know Tampa Bay's uh, whooped up on Tennessee 20-6. to I'm just sort of looking around here. Like, literally, I don't even know who else is playing in the early window. Uh, I saw Mac Jones through with just a miserable interception. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will take the win. How about the reverse call? They did a, The Niners did a bunch of uh, interesting play calls on offense, I think because at times they couldn't run the ball just right up the middle. And they were taking advantage of the fact that the Jags were getting so much penetration along the line. They did some stuff on the outside. They did a reverse. They did a couple of trick plays that I love to see. I love the Debo end around. I think to me at this point, because they 
our defenses are so keyed into the Debo out of the backfield, it doesn't work as well. So I like Kyle bringing that back. That's like the Debo runs that we saw in 2019. I loved that. Obviously, it worked for the touchdown today. I think they can sprinkle those in. Just just sprinkle them in, and you'll be get you'll be able to get chunk plays on those for sure. Benjamin Bear, shout out to you, Benjamin. He was texting with me all throughout the day. Very happy about the 49ers. Larkin says, confession, I wasn't able to watch any games live during the losing streak. It was me. So Larkin, Larkin, come on. We can't have that. You got to do your part here. We need you in there, clearly. Hopefully you can get it right for the rest of the season. Look, we all have to do our part, right? We all have to do. If you didn't wear any 49er stuff today, don't wear any 49er stuff next week. If you're head to toe, scarlet and gold, Good for you. Load it up again next week. Whatever you did, we all have to do our part. We all have to do our part. Apparently, the Browns just won. All right, that's cool. I mean, it doesn't really affect us too much, but, you know, maybe it'll vault the 49ers back up some people's power rankings. Um, I just, I can't get over how good they looked. It looked like the team from early in the year. Defense getting pressure. Defense getting sacks. Getting turnovers. And then offensively, I actually thought they kind of started slow in the first half. And Levin and I were arguing about this, and I get it. They had penalties, right? The penalties, they were shooting themselves in the foot with the penalties in the first half of that game. First drive, they go right down the field. Four plays, touchdown. Beautiful. Next drive, they get the ball back. They are going down the field, no problem. And they kind of stall out at the end, but they get the field goal. So they're up 10-0. Great. They actually had really good field position for most of the drives in the first half. But after that, they kind of struggled, right? They go three and out. They get the ball on the 20-yard line. It was 10 nothing. There was 90 seconds to go in the first quarter. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is the drive, right? You've got, you're up 10 nothing. You've got the ball back. If you can go up 17 nothing, now you really grab control of this game and you're probably not letting it go. And the Niners immediately, first down, IU catches a ball. Offensive pass interference, 10-yard penalty. That was the end of that possession. Killed it. Then, then the Jags fumble the ball. That's the Bosa Chase Young strip sack, right? Niners get the ball back at the 49-yard line, and they go three and out. They actually go back six yards. They lose six yards on the possession. Why? Trent Williams, offensive holding after they had converted a first down on third down. That penalty pushed him back. Couldn't get anything after that. And then finally... At the end of the first half, after the Jags kicked a field goal, Niners go down the field, and they're rolling, and then Brock Purdy gets the intentional grounding on second and eight at the 11-yard line, and they have to settle for the field goal at the end. So the first half, the offense was moving the ball but not getting points, and they were not getting points because the penalties put them behind schedule. But then the second half, touchdown to Kittle, punt, touchdown, touchdown, game over. So I don't know if they made adjustments or if it was as simple as they just stopped getting penalties, but the offense in the second half was phenomenal and helped the Niners uh, stretch their legs and get to this win. Let's get to some more uh, super chats. Zach Cox says Christian McCaffrey would take the win. Oh, no, I already got to that one. I apologize. Um, Here we go. Antonio says Kyle Shanahan ages 20-plus years when we're bad but looks young and healthy when we're good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he, he clearly wears the losses on his sleeve. Absolutely, he does. He takes the losses hard. He told the broadcast crew when they were 5-0, and I was the most miserable, undefeated coach in the NFL. Even when they win, sometimes he takes it hard. Jeremy says, glad the whole team is playing up to what they can be, offense and defense and special teams. When the Niners, I've said it forever, when the Niners play their best, 
there's nobody that can beat them. There is nobody that can touch them when they play their absolute best in the game. They don't always do that, which is it's a hard standard to be at your best every single week. Um, but when they are there, it absolutely is. Un, they're untouchable. It's crazy. Uh, I'm just trying to check 49ers Twitter here. Uh, <laughs> Mike Silver with a good tweet here. Let me throw this up on the screen. Uh, he says, the Niners three-game losing streak doesn't look so bad now, right? The losses to the Browns and the Vikings don't look like they did at the time. The Browns beat the Ravens. The Vikings are in fuego. Josh Jobs is doing all sorts of crazy stuff, man. I saw him scramble around for a touchdown where he like went to one side of the field, reversed it, and went to the other. Now, I know we lost Kirk Cousins, but nonetheless, he's right. Those losses don't look as bad as they once looked. That's true. Everything looks better, right? Everything looks better when the 49ers win. I said it before, food tastes better, right? You're you're just in a good mood. The weather seems like it improves. It's all good after a win. Uh, I'm not seeing anything post-game about the 49ers yet. If you see it again, please, if you see it, throw it in the chat. Um, but yeah, Matt Mayoko apparently said it after the game, the defense looked like the defense. It's such a big difference, right? They shut down the run and forced the Jags to throw, and the, the game score helped also. The Jags ran the ball 17 times for 59 yards. That's 3.5 yards per carry. That's great. The longest run of the day was 16 yards by Travis Etienne. Other than that, the longest run of the day was five yards. Five. And honestly, on the best Jags drive of the day, they really only moved the ball down the field through screen passes. They couldn't really do anything else. They were just screening the 49ers to death. I think they ran three or four screens on the drive. Other than that, they couldn't do anything. Trevor Lawrence, two carries, seven yards. He didn't even run that much. Niners defense, man, like I said, they came to play four quarters today. Gamer says, hell yes, stats. Where's your victory brew? Right here, baby. You know I got the victory brew. Went to the supermarket before the game, stocked up. I got a whole fridge, right? You can't see it, but it's right over there. I came prepared today, 100%. Absolutely came prepared. Uh, Kyle Shanahan after the game said no setback for Trent Williams today. I love that Trent basically played three quarters in the game. He was on the sideline. He gave his gloves away to some fan in the stands. I love that they got him out of the game. That was a smart thing to do. No reason to risk him, especially when he was as questionable as he was coming in. Absolutely. Benjamin Bear says, how many of you swept bullets when Armstead went down? Yeah, I was a little nervous. Not going to lie. He came back in a few, a few minutes later. James T. Kirk says, I sweat bullets every time Moody is about to kick. I do too. I do too. Not going to lie. But he made them all today. They all count, right? Again, doesn't matter how they look going through the uprights. He made them all. Marshmallow says, Chase Young made an immediate impact. Going to be a huge pickup. I totally agree. If he can stay healthy, I think this is the best option opposite Nick Bosa the 49ers have had since D Ford and maybe with D Ford if, if Chase Young can stay on the field. Because remember, D Ford only played 22% of the snaps that year in 2019. So if Chase Young can be on the field more than that for the 49ers, He'll be the best pass rusher opposite Nick Bosa that the 49ers have had in Bosa's career, for sure. And it's funny how one player can make such a big impact, but, I mean, they were a different defense out there today. Now, I know it wasn't just Chase Young. Javon Hargrave got through, like, right away, got through up the middle a couple of times today. Once uh, he forced an interception, 
got through immediately. Rushed Trevor Lawrence's throw. was on a fourth down that uh, went right to Warner over the middle of the field. It wasn't just Chase Young, but it definitely helps. A thousand, thousand percent. And again, you've got an opportunity here going forward. You've got Tampa Bay next week. That hopefully is a game that you should win, right? I think we'd all be disappointed if they lost to, especially Baker Mayfield. We know Nick Bosa would be disappointed. You should be able to win that game. That'll push you to seven and three. Now you're, you know, in elite territory there. Then you've got the sandwich. Seattle, Philly, Seattle. Huge games. Seahawks on Thanksgiving, in Philly on December 3rd, and then Seahawks again at home on December 10th. Huge, huge, huge three games coming up for the 49ers. But you got to take care of business next week against Tampa. Have to take take care of business next week against Tampa. And then you get to that three-game stretch, and we'll see where we are after that. But you feel a hell of a lot better going into that three-game stretch right now than you did 24 hours ago. Do you not? Right? Please, let's get this team going forward. Let's get the consistent performance from this defense going forward. If they figured out, if it clicked for this defense going forward, you're going to see this 49ers team put forth this kind of effort week after week. You know, it's like almost when you go golfing and you kind of struggle for most of the round. And then like the last two or three holes, you're like, let me just change my grip a little bit, right? Or let me just change my stance a little bit or tee it up a little higher. You make one little change and then all of a sudden, boom, you start hitting the ball straight and you start hitting the ball far. And you're like, oh my God, I think I figured it out. And you, you know, do good on the last two holes. And you're like, yes, I think I got something here. What do you want to do, right? You want to keep going. You want to keep playing. You want to get right back out there because now you think you figured it out. And maybe that's where the 49ers are at this point. Maybe they have figured it out. And if that's the case on defense, they're going to be in games every single week going forward. Absolutely. They're going to be the 49ers team that they look like the first five games of the season and not the team we saw on the three-game losing streak. Batman, 29. Great game all around. I just wish they had a change of pace back. Cough, cough, Jordan Mason. I think our running game can still be better. Poor Jordan Mason cannot get on the field, right? They're up 31 points, and Jordan Mason can't get a touch. Now, he did almost allow a blocked punt, which was a, a kind of a crazy sequence. So the 49ers are punting, and they're, the ball is like an inch away from getting tipped and blocked because Jordan Mason is getting shoved into the backfield by a defensive end. And instead, the ball gets down all the way at the one-yard line. So they were an inch away from a block punt and potentially game-changing play, and instead they pinned him deep. Now, the Jags still got a field goal on the drive. But, uh, yeah, Jordan Mason cannot get out there. Antonio says the Eagles have the Chiefs and Bills the next two weeks. If we can comfortably beat Tampa and Seattle and the Eagles lose one, I'll feel really good about that game against Philly. I understand, and I know I just did it and looked ahead, but I hope the 49ers aren't looking ahead. Focus everything on Tampa Bay. Everything on Tampa Bay. Those games, there'll be time to focus on those games if you're the 49ers. For us, we could look ahead. We could look ahead, right? I ain't playing, but... I agree with this. Game plan EXE says Elijah Mitchell still didn't look good, though. I agree. To me, I've not seen anything special out of Elijah Mitchell this year. This year, I'll say. I'd like to see Jordan Mason get in there. But again, we're complaining about the usage of the backup and third string running backs at this. But that just tells you how good it was today, right? Absolutely. Let's check uh, 49ers Twitter again. 
see if uh, Kyle Shanahan or anyone else said anything good. Uh, Shanahan smiled when asked about the first Purdy touchdown throw and said it was one of the worst decisions he's made as a 49er. Yes, I love that. I love that Kyle said that. That's one thing about Brock that scares me a little bit. And I get like, he's kind of a gunslinger. So you got to take the good with the bad. My thing on that play, what scared me the most was that it was first down, right? If it's third down and you're trying to, you know, maybe make a play and you don't want to settle for a field goal. Like I could understand the thinking more, but on first down, when you roll back and throw late over the middle across your body, that is scary. That's a scary play. Diego says watching on Twitch, shout out to everybody on Twitch. What about Ambry Thomas? Great sequence as he defended Ridley and then forced and recovered the fumble on the following play defended 20 and three and didn't let the Jags back in the game was their only red zone position. That's a good point about Ambry Thomas, the play before they try a slot fade or they try a fade into the end zone and he's there and breaks it up. And then the next play, he forces the fumble, recovers the fumble and returns at 81 yards. It's not his fault. Everybody was on the field. It's an incredible sequence from Ambry Thomas. That's the way to get more playing time. I'll tell you that. That was an incredible, incredible sequence from Ambry. And God knows he's needed it because he has not looked good at times, but he certainly looked good out there today at times. Not perfect, but he looked good. Diego says, great show. Greetings from Germany. Shout out to everybody internationally that's watching the program. JJ00 says, the position of the ball on Brock's first touchdown pass was good. Either Ayuk or no one was getting it. The corner's momentum was the other way. Dude, there was like four people there. What are you talking about? That's a There's a sea of hands there to make the catch. I, Scary to me. Very, very scary. I, again, I agree with Kyle. He called it his worst decision. I don't think it was good. Uh, I didn't think it was good. It scared the hell out of me, but it was caught. It was caught for a touchdown. So, you know, hopefully it's a thing that Brock can learn from while not having to suffer the the negative consequences of it. Uh, Andre says, Purdy knows he's not elite, so he tries to take the chances Jimmy would never take. I don't think Brock Purdy's thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo when he's dropped back in the pocket. I hope not. Anyway, uh, let's see. Princess Consuela Banana Hammock, shout out to you, says the defense played the same as they did the first five weeks with Wilkes in the booth. Right, that's the other thing. Like, people say, well, well, the defense was good the first five weeks, but they were overcoming the scheme. Like, I give them credit for everybody. I give Wilkes credit for all the games, not just the first five, not just the last three. If you're going to give him the blame for the last three, you got to give him the credit for the first five, and he should get some credit for today. He absolutely should. Shout out to uh, whoever just liked the page. We appreciate it. Like and subscribe to the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel. Gamer says, Nick Bosa and Chase Young nicknames, Ohio State Playmakers. And I I am wondering what it's going to be like against Baker Mayfield next week. We know how Bosa feels about Baker Mayfield. I think if they stay healthy, I think that's going to really be a huge, huge boost to this defense. Uh, let's see. Let's check 49ers Twitter again. Uh, okay, haven't seen. I'm noticing that they are tweeting out less and less of the post game comments. I wonder if it's because they know so many people are doing post game shows, but we'll have to check in with them more and more. How about Calvin Ridley having zero catches in the first half of this game? As much as we like to bang on the 49ers secondary, that's a good job by Wilkes, that's a good job by the pass rush, and that's a good job by the secondary. Man, zero catches in the first half. How many catches did he even end up with on the day? I know he had one in the third quarter. Uh, Ridley had two catches for 20 yards on the day. 
that's a hell of a job. Christian Kirk was really the only player for Jacksonville that did, that did anything. Six catches for 104 yards in the game on 11 targets. Nobody else for the Jags had even 30 yards receiving. Dearness Johnson had 28. Calvin Ridley had 20. Tim Jones had 17. Evan Ingram had 12. Like, that is a fantastic job by the 49ers defense. <laughs> JJ00 says, Chase Young and Nick Bosa are the 49ers pass rush playing off the the Ohio State that players like to give in the uh, pregame introductions. I see a little arguing in the chat about the Wilkes booth sideline thing. Like, let's not fight about that today, right? Like, can we just enjoy the fact that the 49ers wiped the floor with a team that had won five straight? Can we just enjoy that? Don't argue about the Wilkes thing. Not today. If you want to argue about that later in the week, go ahead. Let's celebrate today. Where's my beer? Celebrate this damn win. I was seeing people on Twitter that cover other teams. My friend RJ Ochoa, who does a great job covering the Cowboys uh, for SB Nation and blogging the boys, said, the Jags are a great team, but the 49ers are the 49ers. I think, you know, you put the fear of God back into some people a little bit. The other rest of the league's watching. They look, they see. This was a dismantling of the Jaguars. 34-3 to in a league designed for every game to end in one score. The Niners won by 31 points. So, again, let's not fight today. Mr. J says, how about them 49ers? James Thomas says he's looking forward to the Eagles matchup. Let's let's get there when we get there. All right? Let us get there when we get there. We got a long time to go. We got Tampa and we got Seattle. We'll see where the Eagles are and we'll see where the 49ers are at that point. A lot can happen in between those weeks. 34 to 3. Beautiful by the 49ers. I'm trying to keep an eye on, okay, Washington's actually beating Seattle right now, 6-3. to three. Dallas and the Giants are scoreless. Detroit is beating the Chargers. Man, if the Chargers can get a win, that would go a long way to helping the 49ers get the number one seed because Detroit's schedule is easy. They don't have a lot of tough games. This is one of their tougher games down the stretch. If the Chargers can somehow just find a way to win that game, that will be, that'll make this just an incredible Sunday for the 49ers, just vaulting them back potentially into contention for the number one seed. Diego says 34 to three is a statement win at the right time. Absolutely. Bay Marin, shout out to you, Bay, YouTube channel member, says 30 Purdy is back. Yes, 30 points again. Sixth time that the Niners have scored 30 or more points. That is the most in the National Football League. Nobody has done it more than the 49ers. Not the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, not the Dolphins with Mike McDaniel. Everybody likes to give all sorts of love that he's revolutionizing football. Nobody has put up 30 or more points in a game more this season than the 49ers. They deserve a little credit. <laughs> Waltony 101 says, what's the weather like in Vegas in February? We may be finding out if they continue to play like this. If they play defense like this, they're going to be able to beat anybody. Anybody. And I think the defense held the fort a little bit while the 49ers got their stuff together in the first half. Here are the drives for the Jags in the first half. Three plays, minus one yard, punt. Three plays, minus five yards, punt. Six plays, 21 yards, punt. Four plays, eight yards, fumble. And then 14 plays, 80 yards, field goal to end the first half. The defense put the clamps down on the Jags and the Niners went into halftime up 13 to three. A double digit lead, yes, insurmountable, no, but then the offense came right out of the gate. 66-yard touchdown to George Kittle. 
Jags throw a pick on the following possession. That was Nick Bosa, again, wrecking the game, getting pressure, sacking Trevor Lawrence. And as he's going down, he tries to throw to a receiver. Ball gets tipped. Hufanga's there because Hufanga's near every tipped pass, apparently. Niners get the ball back. Now, they don't do anything with it. They punt after three plays. But then Ambry Thomas forces the fumble on the following possession. And the Niners get the ball back, and they go for the touchdown to make it 27-3. to And that's the game. The defense set up all of that. The defense really, I thought, carried the water today for the 49ers in a way that they have not done since the Cowboys game. And it was so good to see. They have their confidence back. They have their swagger back. And I hope they keep it up. I really do. Uh, Let's do this. Let's give out a game ball. Who gets your game ball today for the 49ers? Because there's so many names to choose from. You could give it to Kyle Shanahan. You could give it to Steve Wilkes for coming down in the field and also switching up a lot of things defensively. He clearly used the bye week. You could give it to Christian McCaffrey, who had 12 touches in the first half as opposed to 10 from every other 49er. There's a lot of different ways you can go. Let's see what you're saying. Alex Box says, Nick Bosa. I agree. Bosa gets mine. Andre Garibay gives it to the entire pass rush, which... Looked fantastic for the 49ers today. Yes, I highlighted Bosa's game. I talked about Javon Hargrave, who was getting immediate pressure up the middle. He had one and a half sacks today. Bosa, one and a half sacks. Eric Armstead had a half sack. Chase Young had a half sack. Cleveland Farrell had a half uh, had a sack. So it wasn't just Bosa. You're right. It was the entire pass rush. Andre gives it to Kittle. Again, we mentioned George Kittle. Monster game. Three catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. You could give it to Wedge until he says Ayuk for not dropping a key pass. Ayuk had a nice day today. Waltony 101 wants to give it to Ambry Thomas. Game ball. Different game if they score. Ambry had a great day today. Not a perfect day, but overall a very, very good day. Bay Marin says Big Cock Brock did his part. He did. No turnovers. To me, that was the biggest thing. I know you had a big day statistically, but the no turnovers. R.D. Ripley says Purdy avoiding pressure and throwing dogs. He he had a couple. He had one play where he avoided a sack and just quickly got it out of his hands to McCaffrey. It only ended up being like a two or three yard gain. But again, with Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a negative play that maybe kills that whole possession. With Brock Purdy, not only is it not a negative play, it turns into a positive play for a few yards. But it makes a big difference because it impacts the entire rest of the possession for the 49ers. Uh, Patrick Lucero says double flag plant celebration is what I'm looking for next week from the Ohio state boys. Let me tell you, that would be awesome. If they both did the flag pointing thing, that would be fantastic. Kaylee Miller says, honestly, I'd give a game ball to Brock. Everybody wrote him off after the last three weeks and he took it in stride. Yeah. He honestly seems like he does not really give a crap what anybody says about him. Absolutely. And again, he had a monster day today, 19 to 26, 296 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Josue says winning the turnover battle was key. Yeah, if you get four turnovers, chances are you're going to win the game. Now, the Niners didn't score after the first two turnovers, so that was a little scary, but they did after the second two. And that's how you get a 34-3 to game. You turn those turnovers into points. So, a lot of good things to go around for the 49ers. Incredible day. Six and three now on the season. Hopefully, Detroit will lose against the Chargers. Maybe Washington can surprise Seattle. Like I said, they're winning right now. That would be fantastic. 
But everything you wanted to see today for the 49ers, you saw, except for the Christian McCaffrey touchdown, which I'm sure he cares about a lot more than I do. I just wanted the 49ers to win. They went out and handled their business in a big way on the road. Shout out to the 49ers, exactly what you wanted to see after the bye week. That's a wrap on this instant reaction show. I want to remind everybody again, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to go live every single weekday here. We'll have long form shows. We'll do 49ers in five. If you're new to the channel, that's just like a five minute update that drops in the morning. Let's you know everything you need to know. Best sound bites from, from press conferences, from radio interviews, all the news you want for the 49ers in about five minutes. You get that on the channel. So please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always rate review and follow the gold standard podcast network. Thank you everybody for watching. Sorry. We couldn't have a co-host today, but uh, Levin's schedule didn't uh, allow it and everybody else was busy. So you got stuck with me. I appreciate you giving me part of your Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody. Thank you again. Go Niners. This has been a gold standard podcast network production, part of the fans first sports network.